My Talkers, Monday at 4 o'clock here. We are hanging out with Lori. We are back in studio here. No more live broadcasts, which you know what? We kind of miss. They are fun, but you know what? We're happy to be here in studio hanging out. And especially, we've got our special guest host, Brittany, is with us to hang out for the next two hours. It's Brittany Witch. Perfect for this season. Every time Halloween season. Anyone watch Hocus Pocus 2? Oh, what do you say? I Greg? watched the first one oh, in did. celebration watch to watch the second one this following weekend. So I had to get a refresher. It's been a oh, while. Does it come out this? It came out on Friday, Friday actually, again. this last Friday. But I'm waiting till yeah. next weekend. Apparently, to watch it. Ha- Hannah Waddingham makes an epic appearance. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. did you? So, so have you, are, Brittany? I'm guessing you didn't get a chance either. No, mm-hmm. and I'm heartbroken about it. You'll see it. I'll see it probably at least latest is this next weekend. Me but too. this last weekend was chaotic. Yeah, too much going on. Um, uh, before we get to our audio clip, I was like happy to see this uh, lady on the couch. Not the reason that she was on the couch, but did either of you guys watch uh, SNL? You know, it came back. Oh. I did not get to watch it. I was asleep early on Saturday night, you but were. I've heard a lot of good things. Did you watch it? I, I did. I watched it Sunday morning. Of I love Miles Teller. I mean, he was so amazing in the offer on Paramount Plus and, of course, you know, Maverick Top Gun. And so I was the opening skit, I thought maybe went on too long, but he is Peyton Manning, I think. Yes. And it, he was just had such a spot on impersonation. And for me to even was, know who Peyton Manning is, but he's been in so many commercials. Yeah. yeah. And they were spoofing on them. So I just went on too long, you know, for me. But I liked his little monologue when he came out. He was just very charming. And Pretty there, were, there were like eight people that have gone from the cast. But Chloe Fineman, who's been on for a few years, mm-hmm. she did a spot on impression but a spoof of Nicole Kidman's AMC commercial. Remember when she did the commercial comeback? Where magic is. Where magic happens. And it's so good and it's so funny. And she sounds so much like Nicole and her Aussie. So thank you for posting that. And she pretty much stuck to the original script, but just over-exaggerated the hand gestures. Yes. And the Aussie accent. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It's, it's really good. You got to see it. Yeah, worth it's a worth watch. a watch. It just is so so good. She's really I feel like with Kate McKinnon gone, she's like one of the better impersonators yes. on that show and, on SNL. Yeah, and it's there for your pleasure on the Lori and Julia yeah, show page. But uh, uh, Miles Teller is Peyton Manning roasting Adam Levine and <laughs> Army Hammer at that cold open. That that was good. But then it went into it just went on too long. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kendrick Lamar was the musical guest. Mm-hmm. Um, SNL is one of those ones where um, I think one of the better ones I've saw was actually Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And that, yeah, Because and they it, had so much to work with because all she did was make fun of herself. Exactly. It's like Julia Knight's movie. <laughs> yes. Exactly. If you just make fun of yourself, you don't have to really have any talent or act. Just let yourself be the joke. I mean, <laughs> I think that alone, if you just say, if you just make fun of yourself, you don't have to have any talent. I need that tattooed I, yes, on me. Yes. Because that's like how I live my life. Yeah. No, it's how a lot of people live your life. And I mean, it's like the secret. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe like for me, maybe I got a little bit of that attitude from being a, a military brat mm. and moving and, all, you know, being not necessarily you're not necessarily the new kid if you live on base. But we did a mix of base and, you know, 
civilian schools. Well, you had to fast track friendships. You yes. had to like go, hey, this is who I am. Kind of give yourself like a little like here's some funny things, buddy. Da, da. Let's be friends quickly because I don't know how long I'm going to be here or how long you're going to be here and all of that. So maybe that is where a little bit of that attitude that. absolutely comes from because it was like people were always coming and going, and you're also saying. In my case, you know, my dad like served three tour duties a year away from the family, you know, when I was like in elementary school and junior high and high school. So, you know, that's a big, you know, huge. Yeah. And this is back, you guys. I mean, we would make tapes and send to my dad. Oh, God. You have like real memories of missing him. Like, or does it feel like um, it was it felt, done in a way? It, it it was done in a way that this is was dad's job, yeah. and he was you know, and it was kind of fun. Like the year that I think I was like in kindergarten, he was in Pakistan, and or maybe the Philippines. I think the Philippines. But anyway, we lived with my grandma and my uncles. My one uncle who was only fifteen, and I was five, and so it was like a fun adventure. Yeah. You know? So we, you know, but. It was always a challenge, my mom said, like when she'd go up to the BX at the Duluth Air Force Base, my sister and I would run up to any man in uniform and grab him around the legs and yell, Daddy! That would kill me. That would shatter me. Yeah, but that's what we would do because they all look like our dads, whether they were in their blues or their, you know, khakis or whatever. But at the commissary, my mom would be like, I was always unwinding you girls from... Oh, that is like hilarious and heartbreaking at the same time. I know. Are you my daddy? Are you my daddy? No, we would just run up and yell, daddy. And I do have, I do remember, um, you know, running off the plane in the Philippines because I was like in first grade and we went down the stairs at Clark Air Force Base and, you know, all three of us girls just, and my mom, but we could outrun her running to our dad because they let you, you know, the family wait. Because it's been a year, you know, and just running and being very excited and just thinking I had the most handsome dad in the world and, you know, kind of had that duck flash hair. And as long as you could have a sideburn, yeah, you know, that he, that you could get away with. It is intriguing to me because I've only been on the side of a deployment and I didn't have any kids or a husband yeah. then. And hearing your point of view is so interesting of like, what is it like to stay back? And like, what is it like, you know, and I would, you know, I always wonder how moms do it or dads, you know, whoever's home. I think that is a harder job than the deployment. Oh, yeah. Because you're doing all the things now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you're probably, you're probably right, you know, because, but anyway, it's just like what we knew. Yeah. You know, and sometimes my dad would only go away for three months and then we'd join or whatever. So, but there were three times when it was a year. The time I was most grateful he was gone was when I was in 10th grade and I could drive his GTO (laughs) and I was getting away with all kinds of things. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Except a teenager to go, how will I benefit from this? I was just like, the the, the dad is gone. Yes. Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. It's time for a random thought. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is. He's random. He's random. All right. First thing first. Mm -hmm. 
Lots of pressure. Feel free to go back to any housewife thing that you want as random, <laughs> just so you know. I always okay. feel that way yeah. on this show. Yeah, yeah. Patino's Pizza Rolls. They were created back in 1968. That's right, in Duluth, Minnesota, by in- Gino Pellucci. Really? Yes. Isn't that crazy, Grant? Duluth, Minnesota. I had no idea. You didn't know this. Yes. I'm glad that you are bringing the Gino <laughs> Pellucci. He also started Chun King, you know, that. Chung King noodles or whatever, okay. or the sauce. Yeah, oh. He was a food innovator from wow. Minnesota. Guess how much he sold it to Pillsbury for. Oh, I bet. Not, not enough. enough. Yeah, not enough. 10 20, million? 20 grand. 135 million. Oh, good, good. Oh, good. good. Never mind. That's okay, never mind. In, in, I mean, in, in what year did he sell it? 85. So oh. it was 20 years later, pretty much, or like 19, 18 years later. That return, yeah, is a pretty good return. I think about that with so, inflation. Oh man. Okay, now my grandma and grandpa worked in their um, late fifties, early sixties at Geno's at the at the food plant that was right down, no. right on like on the water where like this you know I mean it was <laughs> right there in the West End. It yeah. was this huge factory. Yeah. My grandpa was a custodian. Yeah. He'd retired from the liquor store, and my grandmother sewed everybody's. This is my grandma who made me Barbie clothes. Sewed everybody's, embroidered their name on their uniform. That's oh awesome. My, this is how old school. And she, when I was in high school, she would give me a box of pepperoni pizza rolls. There you go. Like that had like 200. I was the most popular person to watch television with. Absolutely. Because we had a shaggy basement the whole while. And I would have endless supplies of these pizza rolls. Pizza rolls are very good. I will agree. I will say one problem. I cannot figure what temperature you can eat those bad boys at. They're they're either cold or hot too hot. No, no, you have to. You you, break the seal and blow. No, you yeah, you have to let them cool off for five minutes, but you have to cook them at that four hundred high hot heat. You have to, and then like you got to bite the corner and let it sit for a second. That's they're so good. Crack them and then. Yeah, I'm glad Gino is because it did become Totino's, but it was Gino's pizza roll. Oh, I mean, love this. Yeah, little little local nugget. Yeah, you're right. I looked up more stuff on him, and he made that. It's Chun King Company. Yes. Um, and then he he did a lot of entrepreneur stuff. Oh, he was amazing. And and his wife Lois gave the city of Duluth the money to build the Bayfront. Amphitheater paid oh. the million dollars for that, and yeah, he was really quite an amazing person. And I, they, I feel like you know he died of a broken heart after she did, Aww. like two weeks after she died. They've been he, together many years. Gosh. He's also got the Pellucci Space Theater, a planta- uh, planetarium in Hibbing, Minnesota. Yeah, that's where he was from. Wow. Impressive, this, yeah. The, and his family, his his mom and dad, both were immigr- you know, immigrated from Italy. So he was, you know, first generation. Wow. All right, this is very personal to me. Okay. Uh, about a month ago, I was in the Hubbard parking lot and I fell. I you was know. fine. I was fine. Why did you fall? I was trying to show somebody where to park because we were doing a Twin Cities Live <laughs> thing, and I bit it real hard. <laughs> I didn't get hurt at Are all. Are you suing the company? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I got You know, me and paperwork though don't yeah, go well, so yeah, we'll get wanna, around to yeah. it. You might want to pause this story uh, if you are suing. So <laughs> the thing is, I shattered my phone. I shattered oh. my phone screen, and I was like, I don't even know when I'm going to have time to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I put it aside, and it, I finally got it fixed today. 
And I got to give a shout out. It's called CMTC Wireless. It's this wireless place um, in the global market, uh, mm-hmm. mid- Midtown Global Market. He did it in 10 minutes. Love no it. Way. 200 bucks. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, his his name is Martin. I he didn't he doesn't even know how of did course, you find CMT I, I looked wireless. up fast because I was like wherever I go I have to be fast. fast and I whatever and I'm like and then I saw the price was so like okay yeah that's very doable for me 10 minutes and your midtown global market so of course you're going to eat something yes you've got to Martin what you did, are a lifesaver um, so Martin at CMT CMTC yep just go CMTC to, just go to midtown global market okay, and the, you'll find it's the phone place all right good um, what did you get to eat Oh, I had this tandoori thing. Oh, it was yum. so good. Oh, it was so hard to choose. It's always hard to choose there, though. Yeah. You go. <laughs> it can happen with tandoori. Yeah, yeah I can, right. I mean, everything there is like, all right, yeah, do I want to? spicy, and oh, there's so many so intoxicating oh. smells. Oh, the minute you walk in. Yeah. It's amazing. Um. Okay, here's a fun fact we've been talking about in school. It's called the July effect. You do not want, uh, most likely, if you are scheduling surgery or things to go down, for it to happen in July. Because that's when we have the new residence doctors (laughs) kicking in. Mm -hmm. And that is where it is most likely to have most incidents. Yeah, July and August. I would never... I yeah, never have like plastic surgery in July or August. <laughs> I never would have or, thought of that or anything like that because people are on vacation. Vacation, and, yeah, and uh, yes, it's the new resident switch. Okay, so you I get, didn't know that. Yeah, so like, I just thought it was people, the the doctors and yeah. and nurses were on vacation. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so they, it's a switch over. Yeah, so you're getting all your new residents kick in at that time. Mm-hmm. There's a 41 percent greater chance of dying in surgery. Oh my! So word. the better word would be anything prior to July. That's mm-hmm. when the that's and the ones that have been there the longest and are about to go out, yeah, you're going to get them. Yeah, so Jeez. have all your accidents there, like falling in the parking lot. Yeah, from j- j- January to... Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto... Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. June. <laughs> and I got one more selfish thing. Okay. I really need help. Okay. Um, we've recently, our child Gogo has started to roll and we were very excited. Oh, yeah. 
But as most things do, joy turned to ash in our mouths when what? we realized we could not swaddle this child anymore with her arms in because once and they were swaddling roll, means sleeping. And swaddling means, means sleeping. sleeping. And, and you can't swaddle a rollover baby because they could suff- suffocate. Oh. Exactly. Got it. So what I need, all you my talkers, I don't care how you get a hold of me. Tell me what to do. Okay. I'm so tired. I'm oh. so sleep deprived. Isn't that interesting that the swaddled baby does all that sleeping? Oh, they it's and doing it. You we, feel crazy. Like this looks way too tight and uncomfortable. Yeah, they love, they it. love it. Well, that's so do. See, I don't think my mom knew that. I don't think I was a swaddled baby. Oh, I swaddle myself now. You do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hand. is just way too much information. <laughs> Lily swallow. Right. It's okay. right. Hey, hey, we don't need to imagine where your hands are. Hey, Brittany, you spoke too soon there right. in that first part. <laughs> help me. I need help, mothers of my talk. All right. Well, we'll the phone is ringing, some, so right, I'll put good. this person on hold, get to the traffic, and then we'll uh, we'll get some, maybe some answers for you here, Brittany, okay? Hey, do we have an unstoppable answers we for, do. for Brittany to we get got some one, sleep? A sleep suit. Is a something sleep. you should pick up after her baby. This lady called in just now and said that after her baby rolled over, rolled over too much. It's like a weighted blanket, but it's a sleep suit on Amazon. She said it was life changing for the exact situation you're because going it, through. It, it recreates that, like you said, the weight thing. Because I know some people like a weighted blanket even at home, like you probably do, since you're yep. swaddling yourself. Yes, you just <laughs> I do. I'm yeah. buying this now. The sleep suit, Amazon. Check it out. On it. Thank you so much, my talk listeners. I don't know what I'm doing. I was going to say go to Pacifer on your way home from work Actually, on Cleveland. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that because that's in that little strip mall where Red Nails is next to Punch Pizza. Then I don't have to wait and maybe get some sleep tonight. Yeah, and you could like feel it. Oh. You know? I, I, I appreciate it. Because Julia and I, Julia's big thing for us, she, she ordered us these swans that we were going to wear oh, and be yeah. part of our outfits, you know, coming around our neck or yes, something. We really that would were. have been amazing. And But but the vendor that she got it from, instead, we should have just gone and, you know, like looked at, you know, Walmart and Target, looked around, but, you know, we were like, oh, but we got to make a movie. We got to just order yeah, this thing. So and she stuff. ordered it September 17th. But, I mean, it was like coming from Taiwan. I know. So we didn't look at that rule. So I don't want you to get a weighted, you know, sleep thing. I'm going to get one at a local place because I want it now. now. I know it. I know it. Okay. Well, you know, someone showed up on the couch uh, at the Today Show uh, for, um, you know, like really kind of like, oh, Katie, you know, we found out last week, Katie Kirk let us know that she had breast cancer, discovered that she had breast cancer this um, summer, but she, it was so nice to see her on the couch. And I always forget, you know, how much when I see Katie, like in that, I like how accessible she is that she makes sometimes uh, scary stuff. I mean, I remember when her husband died and she was like, my God, 36 and he was like 41 and she did the colonoscopy on the air. And, you know, she kind of does these things that, um, because she has this relatable girl next door in us. Yeah. Anyway, and she sat down with Hoda and Kathy Lee, or Hoda and Savannah, and I was glad those two were sitting on the couch because, you know, there had been rumors that they maybe had been beefing mm-hmm. or Some having, issue that I heard there was some friction. Some friction going on. 
But um, Katie said, you know, it had been a couple years since she had a, a mammogram. She said, and I don't know, you know, if it was the, you know, pandemic, I lost sense of time. Usually I was kind of on top of this, but she admitted that, you know, that she was behind the eight ball, like two years on her uh, mammogram. So here she is um, just with a message for all women to undergo a mammogram. And here's her message. Here's some here's a weird thing that we just saw on the American Cancer Society website. It says, and I think we have a graphic, women 55 and over should switch to mammograms every two years. They're kind of Mm -mm. giving you that window. You don't need to go each year. You can go every two. Yeah, I mean, I think that the recommendations have been all over the map. I I mean, I'm not a doctor and I'm trying not to play one on TV, but (laughs) but, you know, I think people should go every year. You should talk to your doctor. I think women have to advocate for their Mm -hmm. own health. And that's why I'm so. you know, so excited to be able to talk about dense breasts mm-hmm. in particular. I wanted to ask you about yeah. that because you were someone that you learned you have dense breasts. First of all, what does that mean? Yeah. I thought I knew. I just asked you. You're like, no, that's not it. Yeah. And what does that mean in terms of mm-hmm. the kind of screening you need? Well, this is my main message. So thank you for asking that. It's 45 to 50 percent of women in this country have what are considered dense breasts. This is not something you can tell by feeling Uh your breasts. If Mm -mm. your breasts are lumpy, it doesn't necessarily mean you have dense breasts. It's Mm -hmm. indicated on a mammogram. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask your radiologist or your radiologist ideally should be telling you you have dense Uh breasts. And then you often need secondary screening. Mm -hmm. So my radiologist compared it to trying to find snowballs in a field of snow. I got a 3D mammogram, which Mm -hmm. is definitely superior to standard mammograms. And my my breast radiologist, Susan Drossman, said it was made it much easier for her to see it. But it was key to get a breast ultrasound to confirm that I had a tumor that needed to be biopsied. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women don't know this. 38 states require doctors to say, hey, Hoda, you have dense breasts, Mm -hmm. but your mammogram is fine. So what are you supposed to do with that information? You don't necessarily know you need additional screening. And by the way, insurance doesn't necessarily pay for that additional ultrasound So two issues, yeah. First, with the notification, Savannah. So the FDA said the language needs to change all states mm-hmm. need to require notification with much more specificity about what you're supposed to do with that information. Mm-hmm. And then you're right, only 14 states in the district require insurance to pay some or all of breast ultrasound screening for women with dense breasts. And often the the reimbursement is very Mm -hmm. small. So I've been working with Congressman Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut, and she's introducing legislation this month that would require insurance companies to cover no no, uh, cost on the patient Mm. breast ultrasounds for women who have dense breasts because it's criminal. All these breast cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. would happen much earlier if in fact women with dense breasts Mm. had breast ultrasounds wow you're already so you've already spoken to the congresswoman that's already on the move yeah (laughs) not in the least guys she's on a mission so just go ahead and do what she okay that's good but i mean that's kind of incredible because she is concisely explained to all of us it is criminal to think and i was told like Maybe eight years ago, when I had the first time I had a mammogram, um, a 3D mammogram, and I think we did it at Maple Grove, um, the breast center in mm-hmm. Maple Grove. And she's like, I remember the radiologist saying to me, you should always have a 3D because you have dense breasts. And I'm like, these 
flat boobs of mine <laughs> that we are shoving all my thing from my back, just trying to get it in the refrigerator door. She said, yeah. She said, because she said, you are going to, it's a, yeah. And she said, but, and I think Minnesota, I think we are a good state, you know, for this or whatever, yeah. but it should be, think of all the breast cancers you could catch earlier. And what a huge and if, difference. If it was, a, if it was, a, if it was a, a penis, it would be covered. Oh, it wouldn't matter if you wanted to fry it in gold or something. Oh, uh, guys would be walking I mean, around. Uh, yeah. Yes, insurance will pay for that. Uh, you'd like that molded after you're <laughs> after you're gone. And yes, we would like to pay for a cast mold of your amazing penis. We know after that you're dead. Every guy would have yeah. a shirt that says "I have a dense penis." They would. Yes. Everyone would know yes. if they do or don't. And exactly. We, and and, and I do think that 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 is be. Yes, you should get a mammogram every single year. Yes. A, wo- a woman, you really should. You just never know. People can get breast cancer at any time. So I think the once a year, I don't think. And and that's just insurance companies trying to not pay and try and do it at the expense of women's health. Well, and there's a lot of, okay, there's a lot of conspiracy stuff around self-exams just being something where they placate. They say that you if you, you can't feel, feel the you thing can't feel by the time by, you can yeah, feel it, it's, it's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I mean, they say that something is insurance. So I don't have to lie anymore to my doctor because I finally, about three years ago, I just told my my new doctor, I got a new one, so I thought I'd go off on a honest, and I said, I checked the box that I do self-exams, but I don't. <laughs> I let my husband do them. <laughs> He's pretty regular about laughing. it. She just started laughing. But you're right. You know, she said, are you, she said, I see you get your mammogram every year. And I've switched to December. It's a holiday thing I do. There you myself. go. <laughs> get yourself a cookie. Well, and a lot of times people wait till December because you finally made your deductible or something yeah, like yeah. that. And you can get it that way. But good for you, Katie Couric. Get this law changed. Love it. Honestly, it is just absolutely and we got to remember that when we go and vote, we have got we've got to start standing up for women's bodies. My God, that is just ridiculous. That, Our boobs matter. Yeah, but I mean, it's a matter of life and yes, death. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Like yeah, it matters. It it's does. not just you know an accessory aspect. It's right. so important. Right. So I just loved. Um, you know, she was so concise yeah. and articulate how she told that, and of course, breast cancer awareness kicks off you know in october we'll be seeing pink everywhere but i mean it really is it does when you think about it it makes me indignant all over again it makes me indignant that i had to fight in 1998 for sun country's flight attendants to get birth control pills covered i was just absolutely appalled when i got there and I was like, where? And everyone just went to Planned Parenthood to get their pills. Of course. You know, but um, people were really, women were really, that was like, you know, 80% of the flight attendant workforce were women. And it just seemed like a petty BS thing because I think Viagra was out by then. And that was getting covered. Isn't that blow your mind? Well, blow is an interesting word right now, Brittany, <laughs> to use. But yes, people do blow or... 
Do you what? What else? Why do they call Ooh, it that? Swaddle. When do you blow? Swaddle. I never understand this. So why is Swaddle. it called a BJ? When do you ever blow on it? You know, oh, I don't know. Oh, you guys. Anyway, but uh, so I, I I I do ask when you get a mammogram if you have dense breasts. But I had that volunteered to me like I swear eight years ago, and every time I've had a mammogram since I've had really good. The radiologist always says. You have dense breasts. I want to get another picture. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to squeeze and pull every bit of your tissue under this thing we can. I mean, we all know they save lives. I mean, yeah. mammograms save lives. And that's like what it comes down to. And I mean, anybody I know who's found it early has been so thankful for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So- it's the same way I feel about the colonoscopy. I mean, I remember I freaked out that I had to have one done. And I think it's at 50, but you might have a family history, so it might be earlier. Oh, yeah. And I was just like mortified. Oh, the butt, you know, the this, yeah. the that, the taking the stuff. And then, you know, they give you such delightful drugs. I was going to say. When you go under you and up. don't open your eyes because it just looks like you're in a cave in your mind. It's not to be done. But, <laughs> no, it's terrible. It just looks like the scariest cave you've ever been in. It's just, don't open your so eyes. So when they ask if you want to watch, you no, just say politely say no. no. Say no, fall asleep. <laughs> but think about it. Someone is looking up inside of you to make sure everything in your cave is good. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, mira- a miraculous thing. Oh, I think it's amazing yeah and so, I, yeah i yeah. i'm so glad you shared that clip with us yeah, yeah i know i i thought it was just it just god it got me so all wound up but yeah you do um let's advocate for um you know getting your mammogram and if you haven't done it maybe you like have been like katie kirk and you had a the last couple two three years have felt like a time warp and you you know didn't get in make that appointment thank you that's it. All right, listen, we come back. It's your uh, thing you donated for last week. You dedicated money to Hollywood's feet. Hollywood! <laughs> Hollywood! We'll be right back. What is the meaning All right, of Brittany, this? Brittany, Brittany, I want you to oh. Hollywood speak this. And I heard him say this on his radio show. Howard Stern, there was a photo of him out in Williamsburg on Saturday night. Jennifer Aniston, Jimmy Kimmel, John Hamm. Justin Theroux, Jason Bateman. Notice it's just Jennifer's the only girl. She really is the girl's guy. I know. Anyway, um, at a restaurant um, for the first time since 2020 that he's been spotted out. And he admitted on his radio show it's the first time he's left, quote unquote, his home since 2020. I I think he is one of those people that... Took COVID very seriously, which, you know, as one should, mm-hmm. and probably didn't miss going out all that much to begin with. I think Beth told him, Howard, it's time. We're going out. It's time. I have sat home with you faithfully for two years. Yeah. We are going out. It's going to be Bateman. It's going to be Jen. It's you know what I mean. Yes. We're going out, Howard. I, he needed that big, like you know, a prize to go. Like I, I don't think he would have done it any other. No, way. I mean he told the radio audience. He told the restaurants. Have he was like, this was the first time. I mean, yes, he has a home like in the Hamptons and in Manhattan, and he's taken a town car between those two, but he hasn't gone out in. To a public setting. But I don't think it bugs him because I think he gets fulfillment from his mm-hmm. radio show. Yeah. I think he's one of those people that gets fulfillment from working, mm-hmm. from intellectual things. 
I don't think he misses that social. I mean, obviously he doesn't miss that yeah, social life. You, you and I were begging to oh go out. Oh my gosh. I mean, I got that first COVID vaccine and Julia and I booked a trip to Vegas six <laughs> weeks later and I promptly got two terrible other kind of contaminants because I thought I was superwoman <laughs> and I forgot to wash my hands. And those slot machines are filthy. Nobody washes their hands. You know. I know. So I think yeah, you learned that lesson the hard way. The hard way, the bad way. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. Um, here is another one for you to Hollywood speak is uh, Whoopi Goldberg said, The view is calmer since Megan McCain has left the show. <laughs> I mean, is that mm-hmm. not just like mm-hmm. just a little jab? Here's what she said. Uh, she was at the New York Film Festival premiere of Till um, on Sunday, which is a movie about Emmett Till that. They have tried to get this movie made, and I guess it is, you know, phenomenal, a phenomenal movie. So she stopped and talked to page six. And I love that Whoopi did. Here's her whole answer. They said, what's it like with Megan being gone? She said, it's calmer because nobody wants to be that tired every day. Megan McCain was a drama queen. Every single day she had prickly, thin skin. Yeah, she could dish it out, but she couldn't take it. And then she would complain to her producer because they probably each have a producer. I don't know how it works in the big world of ABC News television. But I mean, Whoopi is telling us so much in such a short sentence. Do we think that the view so traditionally they've always had different viewpoints yeah but i think there was friendship like elizabeth hasselbeck and rosie were actually friends till they weren't friends yeah you know they were friends off the show i think megan mccain she probably came in with a chip on her shoulder and never you know maybe i think she and sunny at one time were kind of bonding over dogs or something chickens and it's one of those things too where you go um, you know, they always in Hollywood, you're always going to have a harder time finding entertainment like a Republican in that venue. Um, but they're in New York and they're on a, you know, that's this true. show. Yeah. I just think that she was she brought the drama. She did bring the, I agree with you. Every day she would find something to complain about, about one of her co-hosts or what they said. Yes. She got cut off. I mean, she was so visibly annoyed so much on that show. Maybe not the first year that she was on. And, you know, sometimes I'd be like, I would be for her, but she just got more and more thin-skinned. Agreed. I felt uncomfortable so many times when I would watch her. Yeah. And I think that you can't make your audience feel uncomfortable. No, no. And so now she writes columns for the Daily Mail, and I just read the headline, and then I go, oh, I don't have to read any more than that, because I disagree (laughs) with everything that's in the headline. Totally. Save me that saying. Okay, Lena Dunham. Yeah. Tweeted this this weekend. Um. When I and she tweeted a photo of her standing next to I think a, I don't know you can see it Grant she's sort of in a sexy outfit and it looks like she's by a coffin but it's not a coffin it's a big bouquet of flowers and here's what she captions it when I go I want my casket to be driven through the New York City Pride Parade with a plaque that reads she wasn't for everyone but she was for us mm-hmm. who can arrange Twitter was not happy. Why? Mm. Well, because 
People are like, what have you done for the LGBTQ oh, okay. community? Why are you claiming, you know, okay. what, what okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why are you centering yourself here in this? Why are we, I mean, people, people didn't get it because of the photo. Got it, got it. And, you know, and it's not a casket. It's a bar and the crackers and, and. Um, so it's just out of place. It's just out of, really place. out of place. It is funny to think like, yeah, what, what, why does she feel that she is the voice of this community? I, I you do wonder because you go, yeah. It's, like, isn't it about pride and not really about any one person? If there, anyway, That's it might great, be a yeah. good idea if there's a Lena Dunham parade. But anyway, people were not <laughs> happy with her and they just let her have it. And, you know, I, I, I think, well, I'm glad um, you're over in London because, you know, she's, that's where she lives, I think. Uh, I think she's moved moved over there. Yeah, I uh her her little her movie that's uh I don't know when we're going to see it here is supposed to be good. Really? Something birdie. I will always I will always appreciate girls. Lena Dunham because I of love, girls. And that's how we met Adam Driver. I know. Oh. And there's there's there, you know she can be in the Adam Driver casket be you know I don't know something with yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like their scenes together and his his just yeah. quirky sex drive yeah. and all this stuff I love. Yeah, the same. And you know what I feel like Lena also had some people from the LGBTQ did not feel supported by her there was something she's you know she's a filmmaker and she's a creative person so she anything she says or does you know can be criticized criticized but i feel like in the back of my mind there was like some something where people were like very disappointed in um her some verbiage she used or bias that she showed her something that happened on the set of girls some accusations and yeah the new movie is called it's Catherine called birdie yes yes and russell brand is in it and it kind of looks like it could be quirky good fun yeah it doesn't seem like too bad of a flick here i mean yeah and i think it it was at the tribeca film festival Mm -hmm. yeah she was just there so Anyway, best of luck, Relina. Don't respond. Now, this I want you to Hollywood speak. Heather Dubrow and her husband at Disneyland on Saturday hugging and kissing each other. Oh, we've got cheating rumors in their household. <laughs> I mean, can you? That is like the ABC playbook of nothing to see here. Also, like, I don't know. It's so weird to me. It so blows my mind. Okay, me and my husband, like, I adore my husband. I, out of all places. In the world. In the world, I would be like, let's kiss would be Disney World. Disneyland. Or Disneyland, sorry. Anaheim. Be, like, being like, yeah, our kid, kid is running around. Like, let's be romantic right now. Like, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Unless someone is telegraphing nothing to see here. Now it makes me wonder that Terry uh, Dubrow has been uh, slipping his sausage into places where, you know, Heather doesn't like it going. Also, or what? think it belongs. Are there kids going to that? Were there kids there? No, it was just them. So weird. So, so Especially if you know their personalities. Like, I get Disney adults. Lovely, if you yeah, want to do that. Yeah. But this, that, they are not Disney adults. No, this is a publicist saying to them, go out and do this. It'll either get people talking to the good or the bad, but it is kind of 
It's kind of pathetic because it's very they pathetic. were in our studio. Remember when Shop NBC was whatever yeah. it was, and now it, I think it is something else, and they sold their skincare stuff. Were they tiny? Um, she was very bony and angular. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I didn't want to hug her too tight. Her cheekbone could have cut <laughs> me. And his nose doesn't look as big in person as it does on TV. <laughs> but I will say they were not at all um, a demonstrative. They were very businesslike. Yeah. So I feel like this was a businesslike PR thing. And OC's coming back. He really is cheating. She made him do it. I don't know. I have very confused feelings about this posed Disneyland thing. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.